Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. That's Darren. That's me. I'm Brandon. Guys, we have some great guests with us this evening. That's right. Some good friends. We do. Some family. They are. Brother and sister in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's it. David and Izzy Seville, welcome to Black and Blurred. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good to be here. It's wonderful. It's, so so here's a question here's a question because um, we may as well i want i would like to um make the beginning uh probably as awkward as possible um Wonderful. how many podcasts have you been on not including the one we just tried to start <laughs> well Zero. you'll get a chance to talk about that yeah you'll get none a chance, you'll get a chance Zero. to talk about that um, so tell us about this one you're trying to start yeah, um, so together with, with my wife, Izzy, uh, Isabel, we are trying to basically bring people into our family conversations so yeah. around the table. Uh, it's not meant to be pastoral teaching. It's not meant to be a theology lecture. It's meant to be a hot topic, whether that's something that is popular in the news. So heresy. Uh, it could be heresy. It could be. It could be communism. It could be. You'd be um, surprised at the it could be, things that we talk yeah, about. Yeah, we, we have long, detailed conversations that usually go past midnight. And one day we were like, "Why don't we record some of these? Because it might be interesting for people to listen to." Yeah. Well, one, I think in general, showcasing the depth of conversation between husband and wife could be a beautiful thing in general. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's pretty I cool. Agree. It is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. There's Izzy's, no one else I'd rather talk to about theology than, than you. So we've had some... Apostle Paul, maybe. I wish we had an oh Jesus. button. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You gotta have an oh snap at the same time. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we're hoping to do. Yeah. We've recorded two. The first one was had some mic issues. We recorded and yeah. published it. Um, yes. But since then, we've been trying to figure out the technical side. But we have some interesting topics coming up. That mm-hmm. one that we've recorded, and two that we are. You want to demo works. those? You want to mm-hmm. promo those a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, maybe not. Can I promo those? Well, what's the, what's the name of it at least? Uh, Saints and Society, which actually is a, um, mm-hmm. a head nod and evolution mm-hmm. of uh, Izzy's kind of mm-hmm. ministry that she's yeah, working on through it is one yeah yeah like talk about that yeah because yeah, it's it. it's on instagram and i remember when we were first getting on instagram mm-hmm. and then i saw your instagram and i was like izzy when are your classes <laughs> 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 when, how do i learn this the way of the master oh, with no ray comfort <laughs> <laughs> that's right good old ray even lied on Instagram. <laughs> so, just to give some backstory, mm-hmm. it started about I want to say a year ago. Yeah, yeah last yeah last September October, mm-hmm. and I kind of had this thought with having a newborn. I was like, my time has changed so much. I am now a mom of two, and I feel like I don't have as much time to waste. Mm-hmm. And I was wasting so much time on Instagram. I was mm-hmm. wasting so much time on social media. And I had to take a break and I came back and I was like, I want this to be redeemed and used for the Lord. Mm. So I'm going to be posting biblical things and biblical truths. And then it just evolved. It evolved mm-hmm. into what it is now. Yeah. Um, I have this hashtag called Women Need Good Theology. Mm-hmm. And that has just been out of my own love for theology and wanting to see other women mm-hmm. um, know the Lord and love yeah. him deeply. So it's been really cool. It's... um. Definitely, I never expected it to become what it is. So. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, now, is there any hint of also combating bad theology, mm-hmm. specifically geared towards women? 
that's also wrapped ah, up. Ah, interesting. Yeah. In so women need good theology. Yeah. So I feel like I haven't gone per se like directly addressing like some of the heresies or the false the you know the bad theology that's out there. Mm -hmm. There are some pages that are doing that specifically, mm -hmm. but I would like to in the future. Yeah. Right now, mm -hmm. I'm just focusing on putting out good biblical, yeah. solid truth yeah. in a way that's beautiful and aesthetic and someone mm -hmm. can easily read. So I, I've started doing a lot of infographics, um, just simple mm -hmm. um, points. So Yeah, Izzy's a pretty talented um, self-taught graphic designer. She's still getting there, but she's amazing. <laughs> I've been telling her for how many years now, you need to do graphic design. And she's like, no, it's no, I, I could never sit in front of a computer all day. And yeah, now, now I'm just on my phone. God's like, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Yeah. God was right. like, and can't leave the house. <laughs> so, I mean, what, 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 so do you guys ever pair together regarding planning up posts? Not as much as I would like. Um, I've sent her theology quotes from Twitter, the Twitterverse. Um, I'm a consumer on Twitter, not a poster. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the we're, two we're us. going through what we're reading together. Okay. We will share, right? Yeah. But it's not like I help her plan when she's posting what. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it, but we talk about your posts a lot. We do. It's we a do. regular conversation topic it's during regular. the day. What are you about to say? Is oh, that I mean, it's mostly it's not as organized as I would want it to be. It's really what the Lord is showing me when it comes down to like the yeah. verses I share or the quotes whatever I feel like the Lord is highlighting in my life. And mm -hmm. then the only thing that's really structured is the women need good theology. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. So it's a good thing to structure. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it's kind of just depends the day, depends the week. So yeah, we're still trying to grow our Instagram. I'm in like, I'm at the helm of it. And mm -hmm. um, I guess long story short, I learned about Instagram five years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> it was Eric. Eric is the one who showed me it <laughs> in the office at the well. That's I mean, amazing. Yeah, I, you know, so. <laughs> so what was that conversation like? Could you describe like, is it well, like when you explained to your grandmother they, they what would Google always, is? That's exactly like, what it was. It's called Google. Frugal? No, Google. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I mean, I, I forget exactly what was happening, but they were always talking about something in the office that I didn't know about. I'm like. <laughs> Who's doing these things? How do you know? Yeah, yeah. Why Where are you, you all watching? <laughs> Did you call it? What was that movie with Vince Vaughn? Was it the internship? Have you guys seen the internship? Oh, I haven't yeah, seen yeah, it, yeah. but I've seen the. Preview. It's pretty funny. He's trying to. He's trying to describe. They're trying to. They're in this Google uh, university essentially, uh -huh. and they have to design an app. Uh -huh. He's like, I got it. Why don't we just take a picture of one another, and then put it on the line, and then <laughs> and then we just share it with whoever we want, and. It's like the joke is they're like the oldest people there with a bunch of young college kids. They're all from MIT and yeah. they're like, it's called Instagram, idiot. <laughs> what, well, then, what do you mean? The, whenever there's Insta involved in the name, people older people tend to call it instant. Instant like Instagram. And it's like, no, it's not. It's like, it's the instant pot, not the Insta pot. <laughs> right, right, right. See? Oh, man. Get them mixed oh, up. Gosh. So you guys are obviously believers. Um. Walk us through and the listeners through maybe I guess the I don't know Spark Notes version, but still meaty mm -hmm. enough on what that looked like becoming a believer in Jesus, a follower in Christ, and then maybe from there we can kind of like crack open that label follower of Christ and mm -hmm. see where that takes us. Sure. Would you like to go, or would you rather I do? Why don't you start? I'm okay, formulating I'll start. my thoughts. <laughs> 
I grew up as part of a megachurch um, community. Mm-hmm. So my parents were almost founding members of a pretty large church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I grew up like the church kid, stereotypical, which meant a lot of my sin and coming to realize the depravity of my heart was done um, through it, secret rebellion, really, like stuff that wasn't public with my friends or anything. They would know it. You'd more know it through if you were in my family, right? My parents oh, yeah. definitely knew how rebellious I was. And the closer you got, you'd see it. And that, that kind of um, led to what I believe was false conversion, mm-hmm. right? I think I thought I was saved because I made a profession of faith, very, very just like speak it, name it, claim it, but I wouldn't have called it that at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then kind of went into a dark period of hidden uh, sin, just struggles with the internet pornography, that kind of stuff. And yeah. by struggles, I mean just like f- totally failing and mm-hmm. a complete legalism. And then at one point I was at a, a small group meeting and one of my friends basically shared his testimony of how God had radically saved him. Mm-hmm. And he um, basically said, like, these sins shouldn't be named among the saints. Read the list. I think it's in Colossians. And um, and said, if you got any of these, you're, you're opening doors for Satan in your life. You're letting the you know, temptations come in, and you, you know, you're basically you're under condemnation. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like there was a rock in my stomach because I had just been like, I can't not sin. I don't know how to not sin. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, why is this happening? Like, I should be able to not sin, but I don't want to, but I want to. So I, I ended up excusing myself from that meeting, uh, going up to the upstairs bathroom in my friend's house mm-hmm. and just breaking, you know, yeah. telling God, I can't do this. I'm not good. The poor spirit. As much as I pretend mm-hmm. to be good, I'm not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't. I need your deliverance, right? Because yeah. I'm not wrestling against my own flesh only. There's other stuff involved here too that I can't mm-hmm. even see. And I'm worthless. I can't yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. So that was the breaking point from that point. That sin was, I mean, I'm not saying there's no sin, there's no struggle, but that right. particular sin, that chain was cut mm-hmm. uh, pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, by God's grace. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been learning and growing since then and learn and learning where I thought I knew something that I really didn't know and all that stuff. Mm. Relearning. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a, reconstruction I mean, in yeah. a way, right? Oh, yeah, we'll um, get to the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> we'll gonna, get to the it's, opposite. It's a tease, mm-hmm. t- trailer there. Uh, but yeah, that, so it's, it's been a, a journey ever since. But that was probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. Um, and I thought I was a Christian for like, you know, oh, decades. But, yeah, man. But I no. think that there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in church culture that, you know, a lot of the padding that mm-hmm. surrounds your environment can make you think, yeah, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and then you can do this thing like read the Bible. Yeah. Novel <laughs> oh, idea. That's an, that's an important part of the story I left out. So if I can give like one more 20 seconds. No, you're cut off. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're joking. Okay. Um, I'm just used to obeying whatever <laughs> demands that are put on me. We're in the middle of COVID-19. You have to understand. Oh, man. Put on the diaper. Take off the diaper. Put on oh, the diaper. Take gosh. off the diaper. Chew. Um, so... <laughs> The other part was I was I was uh, the time of my life when this happened. I had just graduated college, gotten the job in the financial services industry, was making decent money, not great money, but better than average mm-hmm. for a college grad, and living in my parents' basement that I had turned into with my, with my dad two years previously. We had finished it and turned it into a beautiful basement apartment, completely with stove, separate entrance. Like it was like super sweet, mm-hmm. soundproofed it, home theater, great, awesome place to hang out with friends. And have a beer and all that jazz. And I was just living for myself, paying mm-hmm. virtually no rent, spending mm-hmm. all of my money on, you know, whatever my heart desired. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I was reading the book of Matthew and I think the, the, um, the latter part of the um, Sermon on the Mount where mm-hmm. he says, 
you know, Jesus gets pretty harsh. Like he's talking mm-hmm. about cutting off hands and like, you know, you're not worthy of me if you don't do this thing and that thing. And I was just like, this guy's serious. Like, this doesn't seem like the people that I grew up with. Like they do, they, they're like, they're like, how many times did you read your Bible this week? And he hasn't said that yet. So yeah. like, I'm a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had this moment of like, I need to get out of here. I need mm-hmm. to get out of this comfortable place. Um, because I'm not, this, I'm not living like what he's saying is real. Mm-hmm. And that scared me. Wow. And then I remember hearing almost an audible voice in my head. I say almost because I don't think it was actual, but I just heard this voice going, mm, nah, I like my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just went cold. And I was like, oh, what was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me. Or maybe not. I don't yeah. know. But whatever it was, I hated it and didn't want it. And that's when I decided to move out, move down back to College Park where I was living at the time. And mm-hmm. Uh, tried to get involved in campus ministry. God had other plans, and I got invited to a campus outreach meeting, and I met my wife. So, you know, from there, Crew? no, uh, uh, it was called uh, One U at the time. Uh, yeah, it was. It a was a ministry of covenant of, life. Yeah, yeah. It, I see. Which it, mm-hmm. you know, similar to Crew, doing the I same thing, just yeah. on a much smaller similar scale. Similar to Crew, a yeah. little more evangelistic. Um, okay. But yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's all I have to say. Yeah. Is what you got. How'd you come so, to know the king? Yeah, so I'm on, I feel like, the other side where I would say I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I think revising that, I grew up in a nominally Christian home okay. in the sense that I'm Hispanic. All Hispanics believe in God. <laughs> like, that's just, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's like Catholicism. No, it's, it's, it's similar to black American yeah. culture. It's mm-hmm. just like ingrained in our culture. So I grew up with this, like, you know, that I Dios me, you know, like, and all yeah. that stuff. And it's just like, not, stop laughing at me. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Um, and that was just not even like a foreign thought in my mind, whether God existed. It's just, I didn't have an interest in knowing who God was and I was living my life. So, um, I was going through a rough patch, um, in the sense of, the time that the Lord brought me to him because my parents were in the middle of like a messy divorce um, or at least the start of a messy divorce. um, And they had been living separated for many years within the home. My sister is seven years older than me. So she was off away at college. So in essence, I was going through this all by myself. Um, And I turned to worldly solutions to, to worldly problems. So I started drinking a lot. I started um, smoking a lot of pot. I was hanging out with just the wrong crowd in high school. And that was the, what consumed my life. And um, by God's grace, we ended up at the church that David grew up in because my sister had a good friend who all throughout high school invited her to come visit and all throughout her college experience invited her to come visit. And when she came back from one of her college breaks and saw the state of our family, she was like, I don't know what to do, but we need God. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to church. And we started going every Sunday. My senior year of high school, we started in like the fall of September going every Sunday. I hated it. I didn't want to go. I, I just felt in some ways like dirty, like I couldn't enter here just because of the state of the way I was living my life. Yeah. Um, and then over a period of like weeks and then months, listening to the sermons and hearing God's word, I started having like my conscience like pricked and convicted. Yeah. And I was like, man, if, if this God is real, then I have a problem. Like I have a problem because I don't know him. And that just started giving me like, I guess like the fear of God was growing in me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from there, that was like, 
my, I guess, spring semester of high school of uh, my senior year, and I attended an alpha course, which was like a nine-week um, evangelistic course to teach people that are interested in Christianity what the Bible says and who Jesus is. So it starts with the idea of like humans are sinners. And I honestly had never heard that ever, like hmm. ever. Wow. So I'd never understood this concept of I, like I was fallen. Like in my mind, in my public school upbringing, I just assumed I was a good person <laughs> and that, you know, I bad. I kill nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, right. I, I'm not an awful person. I try. I haven't done, you know, this awful thing. So that was a really foreign concept to me. And then from there, the foundations and the truths of the gospel were built. And by the end of that course, I mean, I, I ended up going to retreat, and that's where the Lord completely broke me. Because I had this moment where I was sitting there, and I, ha I thought, I, I don't think I'm ready for this right now. Like, I, I want to go and party and live it up, and I'll come back to Jesus when I'm ready, when I've gotten mm. this out of my system. I remember those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And sitting there in my group, my group leader turned to me, and he was like, Izzy, I don't know why, but I feel like I have to tell you this. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. And man, I lost it. In that moment, I knew that the Lord was Speaking. real. Yes. Because yeah. I, felt, I felt like I was naked. Like he, looked, like he was looking from heaven straight down into my heart. And that's where it's like the Lord completely broke me and I repented of my sin. I came to saving faith. And it was just all, like, I mean, not completely upward, but in the sense <laughs> of like just my love for God. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's just my Christian experience in the sense of like, all I know is what I'm reading in scripture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have that like Christian culture. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I'm like, I'm 10 years out now since that happened. So it's yeah. been about a decade. And I've seen in my own life where I've fallen into traps mm -hmm. um, that have been influenced by the Christianese yeah. culture. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I mean, mine. It's a, it's a so thing. Religion or ethnicity? <laughs> Christianese. <laughs> there is no partiality. There is no Jew or Greek or Christianese. Oh, man. <laughs> You are all one. I mean, that's real, though. I, like you mentioned jokingly, but still seriously, the kind of reconstruction. Mm -hmm. um, but there is still, in effect, a deconstruction from like the culture mm -hmm. that you're in. I mean, that's, we came out of that. Mm. Um, yeah. And so a part of that, it, it, it's almost, you know, I guess not speaking for everyone, but even when you look at, Christian comedians. I have my own gripe about Christian comedians, but I won't. I'm probably with you. Yeah. I'll, uh, it, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a different episode. Stay tuned. Kev on stage. But, uh, but, but, um, it's almost a known fact mm -hmm. that people are duplicitous in yeah. church where, where mm -hmm. they live lives. I mean, you watch movies, right? You watch, you know, different things and, you know, you got the jokes about the the old lady sleeping around with the deacon or whatever. You know, it's like everybody expects this to be the, mm -hmm. the thing. Um, meanwhile, that's just what church is, apparently, culturally speaking. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's different culture to culture, but mm -hmm. um, I'm like, there's a reality to that where you still have broken people, mm -hmm. um, but sanctified people. Oh, yeah. And eager to be sanctified people, mm -hmm. right? Where oh, yeah. 
the disposition that changes like from what you were sharing david it's like yeah is there still sin in your life absolutely but the way you feel about it is completely transformed right you know once upon a time it was like hey i'm doing this thing and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep seeking it out i'm gonna keep it quiet around y'all because y'all y'all don't Mm -hmm. seem to handle this pretty well but now our view of it is that of paul i keep doing the things i don't want to do yeah (laughs) and i'm sick of it right yeah, because you're no you're no longer enslaved. Yeah, to it. right. And that's right, what it is. Right. Yeah. The sun sets you free. You're free indeed. Yeah. and that's mm-hmm. that's a big difference. Well, I mean, speaking of church culture, you guys mentioned church. I guess so. Now, when I I'm we moved from Baltimore. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've mentioned that. Um, when I came out here, I had heard of Cove Life, but it was in the context that you mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. The college. Oh yeah. Like, I used to do work for Scent Network, a church planning network out in Annapolis, and there were some guys that worked with Cove mm-hmm. Life out there. Um, Joey, something, I forget. If you remember his name, I probably know him. Su- Suisomi, Suminomi, Su- Joey Suminomi. I forget his last name. I don't know. Sounds David's really like, I don't know that, David, Joey. <laughs> David, go. 500, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I thought it was all campus ministry, yeah. but apparently it's a humongous church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, at, at its, its peak, it had like three thousand per- people a service, two services. Wow! I think it was like maybe five thousand people total. Wow! At one point, that's around the time maybe. I was going. I could I be feel wrong like on that. I really. Where could. is the church? Yeah. Gaithersburg, Maryland. Gaithersburg. Okay. Yeah, so it's right up. It's you know just up the street from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, tell us about that. I mean, I guess you guys can start with when you two are an item mm-hmm. now, because now you're both in Christ. Item. Okay. Goodness. Um, <laughs> It's saved by the bell, David. Shall we take a turn around the uh, veranda? (laughs) Yeah. But um, because then I I want you to also talk about, um, like, what happened there and... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. I'm you. not an expert, or I don't think either of us are experts to tell you all the nonsense about that went well, down. Well, no, I want to know how you how yeah, you it affected sure. you, what your experience. For sure, for sure. So, so your question was, tell us about the church, mm-hmm. then tell us about your experiences in the church. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that'll that actually will segue yeah. to something interesting, actually. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Covenant Life Church it started in the '70s out of the Jesus Movement, late '70s. Um, it was started by C.J. Mahaney and a couple other guys uh, who basically were. It was like a bunch of charismatic meetings that were happening in D.C. Mm-hmm. and they called. I think. Um, oh man, this is struggling. I'm struggling. I'll remember it in a second. But it was uh, called. Uh, hmm. It'll come. <laughs> the bottom line was it was a lot of people singing, being slain in the spirit. Pentecostal style. Yeah. They all gather together to become Covenant Life Church or something like Wait, that. Wait, is this what you're saying your parents were a part of starting? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why did I, all these years I knew you? Why, I, never, I never knew it's that. It's called TAG, by the way. I just tag, got it. Yeah. TAG. Like, TAG was the name of it. Um, TAG? What that was the name of the meeting. For? I don't know. Oh, together oh, meeting. Something. Okay. I don't know. I, I wasn't born yet, so I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I tag. wasn't there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's called TAG. So they did their best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the Holy Spirit's like, <laughs> otherwise known as the doctrine of election. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, a so that, that they banded together, formed a church, small, you know, meet a couple, meet a couple, maybe like 40 people at first mm-hmm. grew into meeting at a high school of a couple hundred people buying their own building that could support 1500 people in an auditorium to then like overflowing into having to expand onto that building and build a massive addition that was basically had two basketball courts on either end with, wow. with, uh, bleachers that would be on motors that would come out and then the seats would fold down wow. and they'd go back up at the end of the service. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. It was, it was a really beautiful building. Yeah. Um, and then from there, Sovereign Grace Ministries was born. 
Oh, wow. Some of you may, all may be familiar with that. Mm-hmm. CJ was start, basically started it with a couple other guys from other churches, but but Covenant Life was the mother church for Sovereign Grace. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, for a number of years until there was a very obvious church split. Mm. So Covenant Life at first was, we just believe Jesus, we believe the gospel, we don't have a denomination, we're pure, purebred, non-denominational, we believe it pretty much a smattering of everything. They became, um, at the time that we left, Reformed Charismatic, which is closer to John Piper's view. Mm-hmm. He is a Reformed Charismatic. At least that's what yeah, he Yeah, that's how he would himself. describe himself. Yeah. So it'd be closer to John Piper of we're not purely Pentecostal. Uh, we are Reformed in the sense that we believe in the solas. We believe in, you know, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yet, we still be- they still believed, and my positions have changed on this a little bit, which we could talk about later if you want. Both of ours have. Uh, that the, the spiritual gifts. gifts are continuing, that mm-hmm. they are continuing in the same way they were in Acts. They can be sought today if we are in the right spirit of the right way. Mm-hmm. So that's what Covenant Life was. I, I mean, CJ was the lead pastor for almost 30 years, from, from 1978 to like till 2000. 2000. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, tr- he, he passed the mantle. He took on the, the, the role of CEO of Sovereign Grace Ministries, which, by the way, was in the basement of, of Cove Life. Oh, uh, wow. Walkout basement. Big, wow. like 30 or 40 offices. Um, and then Great John, music, and then, by the way. Yeah, awesome love music. Sovereign I still love <laughs> By the way, I don't want to hear anybody think I'm smearing either of those two organizations. I actually mm-hmm. still support a lot of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh Harris, Joshua Harris of the I Kiss Dating Goodbye book fame. Who um, apostatized. I, I still haven't. I, I mean, I'm not still, but I never knew who he was. I never heard. Do you know who he is now? I do. Okay, mm-hmm. we can talk about that, but I don't yeah. want to just monologue. No. So, uh, four score. Um, <laughs> so, bottom line, at some point there was a leadership transition mm-hmm. where um, CJ basically decided that God was calling him to move towards full-time church planting ministry in Sovereign Grace and leadership, and he was part of the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, and he was involved in the Together for the Gospel Conference and the Gospel Coalition to some degree, I'm not sure how much, and he moved into that role almost full-time. And mm-hmm. he decided he needed to transition Cove Life to a new, his, men, his mentee, right? His protege, which was Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. Josh ran the church until I think... And how old? Josh? Young. E- Very beginning. Early 20s, like mid-20s no. max. Yeah, I would say maybe like like, 20s right? Yeah, I mean, he was probably like... I could Google it. Yeah, right, it. that's true. You can. <laughs> we could Google it. But it was probably like 24, 20, between 24 and 28, something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he was handed the, the reins of a, you know, almost 5,000-person church right. and expected to fill CJ's shoes because CJ is a wonderful preacher, extraordinarily gifted in bringing Scripture and opening up your heart and planting his emotion for it in you, mm. uh, almost Spurgeon-esque at times. So mm. people would pack out the church when CJ was preaching, and it would be a little bit less full when he wasn't. Like wasn't. We had to like line up cars on the road. Sometimes we had to turn people away. Wow. Uh, because mm-hmm. he, was the, he was a really good preacher. So mm-hmm. that's the context of Covenant Life. I don't know if you guys want and to go And then I came in the Josh Harris. Yeah, Izzy came after the transition. <laughs> Era. When, when was that? 2000? Um, I started attending in 2010, maybe 2009. No, it was 2009. So I was right after the transition. Literally right Because your after. sister came because of CJ, right? So she had, yeah, she had seen CJ beforehand. So that was her friend that had been inviting her, I guess, had known of cj preaching there i don't know if she attended coven life but whatever the connection was my sister had driven out a few times from mcdaniel so from west mm. westminster, westminster all the way to gaithersburg 
just to watch or just to listen to um, CJ preach. And I mean, she wasn't a professing Christian at this time. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, and she'd drive with her roommate. And um, yeah, which is pretty incredible. So that's how we got connected with Covenant Life in the sense that she knew of this church to go yeah. visit um, that we should go as a family. So how do you guys feel real quick? Just a quick pin. How do you guys feel about the like fanhood of pastors? Not today? a fan. It's extraordinarily <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. And it's dangerous speaking as someone who still struggles to not do that. Like yeah. idolize. Yeah. Mm. Like hero worship is a mm. big oh, yeah. problem. Yeah. Because like everybody is already looking for a team. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. They're already looking for a hero. And the and Christian's been given both. Correct. Mm-hmm. However, Amen. if someone is becomes the intermediary, read Pope, mm-hmm. to giving you that, yeah, yeah. then you got a problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 it's very easy to, to look at what's in front of you. I think that's why God says in the Ten Commandments, you'll show them the graven images. Because mm-hmm. he's like, A, you can't represent me, but B, like if you have it in front of you, you're gonna think it's me. Like yeah. you should you need to not even be looking at something when you're praying to me. Mm. Um, and the other side of it as well, yeah. for the I feel like the person that is becoming the the one that's idolized like that is a breeding ground for pride. That's right. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is. So inevitably you're let down and then someone freaks out, whether it's the pastor who let someone down or it's the person who feels let down yeah. and that becomes a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what I'm hearing is this, like when I listen to that, then hearing about Josh Harris, um, uh, what's it called? What is Denouncing it? his yeah, faith. I was going to say, don't tell yeah. me you're having the tag brain freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Um, it, does, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound shocking. No. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't sound shocking mm-hmm. uh, because in such, a, in such an environment, and then even also paired up with what we were just talking about, is about like being human and the temptations of wanting to idolize or be idolized. Um, like at a certain church, like I, th- I think that God gifts a lot of people with the ability to be orators mm-hmm. where those who don't even submit to him can speak about him in a way right. that can draw people. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm not saying that was the case, but no. I'm saying with that being true, mm-hmm. um, when people begin to idolize people for their ability to s- to articulate thoughts yep. or speak clearly yep. or, right. or draw people. Um, mm-hmm. What you draw them with mm-hmm. is what you're drawing them to. Mm-hmm. So, so imagine, like, let's put that in reality. Like, let's put a face to that. Mm. Uh, if you give a Charles Spurgeon sermon, which we all would agree would be pretty solid stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to Tony Robbins, you're going to have a massive crusade. Like, people are going to be running up to the front of that church. That guy is motivating. You give it to Barack Obama, whether you agree with his motivation style or not, you give it to Barack Obama, right? There's going to be some hope and change in that conversation. I don't know. I might, I might have some pushback. I might have some pushback, but I'll let you finish. My, my point, well, feel free. My point is that you can manipulate people if you're a good public speaker. And I'm not saying that's, that's what true. happened at Covenant Life. But what I'm saying is you add people's willingness to be manipulated mm. to a skilled to, right. teacher you know, they can be teaching truth or lies, and it's still, fortunately for us, it was truth they were teaching. Yeah. Um, but it still, you know, can lead to that, to mm-hmm. that just false sense of, well, yeah, well, of course I believe this because someone you worship says it well, or because then, you're worshiping the, what they're talking about. And then, yeah, the second part of that is um, 
the person that's listening, mm-hmm. they become so dependent on the person, the person. speaking. Yeah. That's right. That oh, yeah. then if that person isn't speaking, then they're not learning. That's mm-hmm. right. And then or the listening. Bl- right. Yeah. And, it's like, <laughs> and the blame falls on, then on the speaker or the, the pastor or whatever. Yeah. Um, instead of it solely being on God's word. Yeah. And yeah. no, word. that and, and so that's what I wanted to. My slight pushback is centered on that principle of utilizing God's word and his message. I mean, even Paul would say, look, I didn't come with you, to you with fancy speech. Mm-hmm. I didn't use a whole bunch, bunch of big words. Mm-hmm. I just told you the truth. Mm-hmm. It's the gospel. Right. And so you could take still, I mean, praise God if this would ever happen to Tony Robbins. But mm-hmm. take him, take his ability to preach and motivate mm-hmm. and insert God's word. You still will cause rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's humans you're talking to. Mm, yes. um, we had an episode, I agree with that. Last, yeah. our last episode, uh, with an artist from Chicago named Asia Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was talking about, you know, the same thing. She grew up in church culture, didn't come to Christ until later, didn't know she needed to come to Christ until later. Mm-hmm. But what brought her to Christ um, was listening to a Paul Washer sermon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but her immediate response to that Paul Washer sermon was, I hate this dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody's feels a little <laughs> off put when he's like, I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cold, bro. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And so he was like double tap. You know, you're like, and, but that's the beauty of the gospel. You can have uh, Paul Washer deliver it or you can have some stuttering, bumbling dude mm-hmm. deliver right. it and it will penetrate right. the heart yeah. uh, because, you know, the Holy Spirit is doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, there are people, back to you all's point, who get drawn to the great orators and everything else. And they think that, oh, yeah, it's their job to do all the, you know, ministry yeah. work and the gospel sharing and evangelizing and teaching. Or, exactly I mean, obviously, opposite. there are gifts given to the church of teachers, apostles, evangelizers right. and everything. But the Christian is still a part of that process. Of right. I mean, it's we're a, supposed to aspire to that, right? So yeah. We should be practicing right. some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And God has wired us each and every one of us um, and given each and every one of us spiritual gifts mm-hmm. to do it in the way he's designed us. That's right. You know, so it's maybe it's not speaking, but maybe it's Instagramming mm-hmm. or Instagramming. <laughs> Instagramming. Instagramming. Right. Or even photography. You know what I mean? Like I never. Um, Izzy's a photographer. She is. She's very artistic. I was about to say your Instagram <laughs> Izzy name. But I forgot oh, it. Saints and Society. No, the, the photography. Oh, one? hey, Izzy. <laughs> Photo. I don't know. Hey, Izzy. I, hey, Izzy. <laughs> I know you do have like 10. <laughs> no, nah, I had, she's got I had one. Oh, okay. And <laughs> this is why I had an Instagram break. I was getting so like, I was allowing myself to get very angry and the things mm-hmm. I was posting on like my main photography account. Mm-hmm. And when like all this COVID stuff happened and it's an election year and all that stuff. And oh, I was boy. sharing my opinions and getting a lot of hate, but I was also sharing it in a hateful way. So mm. I'm not surprised. And I just had this moment where I was like, I need to be off Instagram because I can't, I can't do this. Like yeah. I, I'm not representing Christ well. So I deleted it. I should have just deactivated it. <laughs> so hey, hey, when the, when she's, she's, yeah, that's obedience. She does the cut the hand off thing obedience. really well. Yeah. I'm extreme. No, so seriously, I, I'm not joking. I chopped it off. I'm not joking. And then I started the Saints in Society, and I was like, oh, man, I wish I still had my photography because I'm still doing photo sessions, mm-hmm. but I don't have anywhere to showcase it. Yeah. So I started... So- an, 
another one. Saints a new and Society one. actually started out as something called Pilgrim Proverb. Oh yeah, which, it went through um, like three names. Yeah, there, and then three brands. And originally, it was supposed to be kind of a podcast, but yeah. then it became what it is today. And by God's grace, which is amazing. Yeah, go on Instagram, guys, and check out at Saints and Society. That's amazing stuff. She's really good. It is good. It is good. Like and subscribe. Wait, is that Instagram? Follow. <laughs> Follow. Subscribe. I don't. I don't know. have it's an Instagram. You. Yeah. Whenever you get well, on the online, just no get on the Follow. online. Get on the online Everyone and get off log into Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There was something you mentioned that I want us to talk about, um, and it was the fact that this is the uh, election year. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just so loving and fun to be in. <laughs> Um, as a not believer, divisive not divisive, you know, the TV, like whenever I wake up and I'm just in the mood for some truth, mm. I turn on my TV, which channel, any of them, man, you'll get it. But if you had to pick a flavor of Baskin Robbins, <laughs> what would it be? Um, to, to get the truth, to get the truth. You know what? CNN probably, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, MSNBC. Dr. You know, they, Sanjay Gupta is here to tell you they how have their wits about lasts. this. You know, it just captures me. Their wits. <laughs> Don uh, now, but you know, all jokes aside, yeah, it's yeah. it's depressing. It yeah. really is. Yeah. <laughs> Very. It, oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, I'm just. I genuinely sit in my house and I think about like, man, what are people who don't know Jesus doing? Freaking out. Yeah. So I yeah. Had, actually had a real interesting getting their dogs groomed <laughs> and being jerks. <laughs> Go ahead. And what is Darren doing? <laughs> Not being a jerk. So. Um, I had a really interesting conversation with this guy who uh, is a really old friend of my brother-in-law um, last Mon- Sunday night. Sunday night. It was Sunday night. All the mm-hmm. days blend together. Yeah, I, I just got back from a long trip and um, very far away, mm-hmm. many miles. Mm-hmm. And he he is like down the rabbit troll of rabbit hole troll of conspiracy theories mm-hmm. so he's he like he's like because i was like I, you know like you're I'm not good. talking about like that q stuff and he's like mm, not really yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no man no 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 there's just some documentaries you got to watch and i'm like oh cool but he was actually a really cool guy i liked him everything mm-hmm. about him was super awesome um he committed to everything he's like he's he's 100 where he is he's um anyway he basically his, to what he said was just i'm so in despair right now like mm. I look mm. at this depravity and I yeah. see like these evidences of like child abuse yeah, and yeah. dark stuff that, that it may or may not be true, but he believes is true. And I'm inclined to believe him, even though I don't have proof. Um, I'm inclined. And he's just well. like, <laughs> and he's just like, I was like, so where does that leave you, bro? And he's just like, mm. Mm. I just, I don't know, man. Like I'm just done. Like I can't even watch that stuff anymore. I, mean, I was in a funk for a week when I watched it and he's just gone. Right. Yeah. And, it was cool because my brother-in-law Blaze and I were able to just kind of talk to him and say, okay, like, do you, do you want to know what I, how I feel about those things? And he's like, yeah, okay. And we talked about it. We talked about like, well, I feel like my God is greater than, than the darkness, mm-hmm. so there's hope. And he said, um, he said he's like, he's like he had this one, one thing he said that had both of us just cracking up, cause, especially because Blaze knew him really well. He said, he's like, I don't know, man, like, 
I, I, I just, I, there's just never been a time in my life when I'm more cool with these Christian people, man. And we were just, <laughs> like, we were just cracking up because he's like, normally I'm like, you just, everybody needs to do their own thing. But then, then you talk about like the pedophiles and I'm like, yeah, go Christian. Yeah. And, hey, and like, ep- hey, look. Yeah. I was just like, it's funny that you just, you know that Satanism is not Jesus. Yeah, that's and right. You run to the other side and he didn't say make, you know, he definitely wasn't a Christian and he definitely knows the gospel because he's heard it from my brother-in-law, but mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. What are you about to say? That was an interesting. No, no, no. That oh. despair is the natural response. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. even sorry, Christians, that was a long story. Like no, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Darren will tell you, I've been down my share of rabbit holes, and uh, <laughs> this fool will Darren text me. Darren does not want to recall these rabbit holes. You up? <laughs> like, oh wait, man, it's going down. <laughs> Michelle it's Obama. A, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Is it Michelle? It's Overall. interesting. I mean. Right. And so now here's the interesting thing about it all. This is David secretly, okay? Yeah. Next time text David and you guys can. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, and so what, what, I, what I do see, though, what I see is even outside of the, the subjects of these um, films, <laughs> <laughs> that you end up watching. Um, another piece that breaks my heart outside of the fact that some of this stuff I know is a reality, um, but people are putting their hope in the presidency in the pre- yeah. as oh, a result. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, you know, die hard, red blooded Republicans making videos with the thumbnail of Trump in the Superman shirt saving the world. From all of these predators and right. you know and this abuse, mm-hmm. and um and I'm and, and so the first thought I'm thinking is like, man, what would happen if he lost in yeah. November? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. What would be your thoughts right. like? Um and then the second thought is, what do you expect will happen if he wins? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think evil will be eradicated? Well, well, I've monologued too long, so I'm gonna. Ask my wife to jump in, unless you don't. What, on this topic? Yeah, sure, why not? Give me your opinion. I'll give mine too. Yeah, it's, I think it goes back to that hero worship. I feel like as Mm -hmm. human beings, we're constantly looking for another human being to Mm. elevate. And that's what's happened. Like, Christians are falling into this trap, which is sad. Like, it's frustrating. I've had many event sessions with David about Mm. this, where it's like, you can be a conservative Christian without idolizing trump right ding 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 and making him this like something he's prophet when he's not like he's he's a man that god appointed into the seat of office that Mm -hmm. he's in but he is under god's sovereign hand yeah right and he may lose he may win that's right we don't Mm -hmm. know and he i mean when it boils down to it like our hope is in christ yeah Mm -hmm. and that throne is immovable yeah Mm. yeah so Donald Trump isn't Cyrus. You know why? Because Cyrus lived a thousand plus years ago. <laughs> and Donald I, Trump isn't. You may have to give context. Cyrus the Great being the Persian king who like let the Israelites go back to right. Jerusalem right. and provided right. all of the And then what does the story dictate regarding Cyrus's decision? You know, does, like in that story is does the Bible tell and say and so, yeah, one day Cyrus, the great decision maker, no, decided no, to. Yeah, what does it say? It what is does it say? Cupbearer like made the petition for him and, mm-hmm. and asked that that the, the Israelites be able to be given that, and and he he said yes. 
Yeah, and you he's, provide more context. Well, no, no. I mean, oh, I was trying to get at the fact that it it pu- pu- places him in the position as a proxy of God. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yes, he is a tool of God. Yeah, he Absolutely. is an instrument mm-hmm. that God Donald uses. Trump and Donald Trump is a tool. Yeah, <laughs> full stop. Yeah, as but, much um, as you know, I think that that a lot of the things he's done actually hasn't been nearly as bad as I expected him to do. In fact, it's been really good. I think so as well. well. The the the, um, the critical theory thing. Huge fan of him getting that out of mm. out of the federal government. Mm, yeah. Um, the courts, you know, two out of three isn't bad. Mm. Um, yeah, not bad, right? Overall, it's been a decent. Well, run. I mean, going back to that mm-hmm. craving of truth. When you wake up in the morning and you've had your <laughs> coffee and you okay. could just you yeah. just want to chew on some truth with Feeling your coffee, like P. Diddy. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> and, and you turn on CNN, um, you won't hear about any of those things. No, you won't. No, because it's not so much a war about information anymore; it's mm-hmm. a, a war about reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. it's a war about it's dun, a it's, dun, it's a dun, war dun. of two gaslighters, <laughs> both who are saying good. things, trying mm-hmm. to like convince you that their version of reality is right. Yeah, and I happen to believe that one is more right. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's a spin contest. And the yeah. problem is the means of production for for spinning are owned by one side almost exclusively, mm-hmm. and have been for decades. Yeah, Izzy, well, you mentioned when you won. I applaud you and humbly mentioning that you were on social media um, recklessly. <laughs> It's, it's correct it, way it, to it describe mean, it. It, 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 it I mean, it, it does. And you try to violate yourself by saying that oh, you're yeah. passionate about what you're angry about. Yeah, we've I'm had many zealous. conversations no. about yeah, this. It's like, you're no. Sinning. Yeah, right. Yeah. Darren, we've had many conversations. Yeah. He'd be like, yo, look at this. I'm like, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off and delete it. Get off of it. But, um, <laughs> but, but on the other side of that, what are some things you were getting attacked for and were you being attacked? By Christians? Both. So I had um, a lot of my <laughs> photography clients on there. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I, which I mean, we're in, we're in Maryland. Yeah. We're in a very liberal place. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, where we are. Yeah, um, I'm certainly. sure you go further out in Maryland, you won't find at least. That's true. Yeah. yeah. The same exact perspective that you see in the city and close to D.C. But, um, I was just sharing my opinions on some of Trump's policies, Mm -hmm. um, the way he handled the coronavirus and like shutting down early. I thought I applauded him. I think he was doing a wonderful job Mm -hmm. and that got me a lot of hate. Mm. Um, And then I can't even recall exactly, but I think my responses is where (laughs) to the hate is where I'm like, I'm justified in in this. Like I, I can be a total jerk to this person mm. because you were a jerk yeah. to me. And mm. it's like, that's not ever okay. Yeah. We're not, we're called yeah. to be angry and do not sin. Yeah. And I was sinning. Like, mm. Angry and, and sinning. And angry <laughs> and sinning. Right? It's easy. So, it's easy. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And I mean, I still have to, you know, check myself even mm. on my page now. If anything, I feel um, the weight of mm-hmm. sharing truth on my page and not wanting to do something that would be hateful, hurtful, mm-hmm. um, and just a bad representative of, yeah. of Jesus. But yeah. there have been times where I've succumbed to the yeah. I've gotten to a point <laughs> where I've kind of gotten over uh, speaking to people who are of the world, mm-hmm. um, especially if they don't want to really have a conversation. They just want to fight They just want to fight. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I've my a lot of my frustration has come from the church's response. Oh yeah, Christians. Yes. Yeah. And so, I only really want to talk to Christians because we should we should be able to we have the word of God that yeah. is the foundation of truth. Mm-hmm. We can literally argue and go, oh, what does this say? Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Now we can hug and say, mm-hmm. God's right. Yeah. We both win. Yeah. Right? right. That's what it should be. Yeah. But when Christians want to fight you like the world. That's frustrating. Yeah. And it, it's, well, I was, it's hard because Christians have put their identity, at it, least when it comes yeah. to politics, that's right. in their party. That's, right. that's yeah. what I'm seeing. The White House is the new temple. Yes, yeah. so there's loyalties to whatever party, like mm-hmm. and that's, that's your party. You're, that's right. you're either justify Trump's like behavior, yeah. or yeah. you ha- are so embittered towards this man that you are committed to your party, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. that's... That's the issue is mm-hmm. we can't even, we're not even coming to God's word. That's right. It's nah. just a, I think, I think I'm yeah. a Christian. I'm a Christian. Take my word. And yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> we're and, not going to get anywhere. And, and so to that point, to both of those points, when you are believers, you are unified, not even in the discussion you're having. Right. <laughs> you're, you're unified in the visible image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. The firstborn of all creation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's your unifying factor. And so even if you have this discussion and you disagree, you can literally end the conversation with, hey, we disagree. And you're still unified. Right. <laughs> right. You, right. Instead of treating each other as if you have some contempt now because you are disagreeing with my political view. Yeah. Um, I, I, now, with that being said, I do believe that there are some political views that um, – enter into the realm of just objective morality that the yep. Christian should take a hard look at. Yes. I'm with you. Um, yes. Uh, no matter what, so. but, but when it comes down to the game that's been played regarding the type of person you are, so therefore this is the color you should wear when you go to the polls, mm-hmm. they're eating that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. We're black and we have conservative ideologies. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not a Republican. I'm a non whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> You know, I just brand is not binary. Yeah, no, God, have mercy. Um, Z and Zer, independent. There we go. Um, I haven't voted in a primary for years. Yeah, but uh, but but still, just having conservative ideology, mm-hmm. you're like, well, but people respond, but but mm-hmm. that's not what the Truth Channel told me when I was having my coffee. <laughs> you're black. You're not supposed to think like that. Some white guy on TV told me how you're supposed to think. think yeah. It's like, uh, and it's like, what? It's like, what makes you think that? In Soviet Russia. Not, not only that. Tell you how to think. We are from the place where the, yeah. the people who were talking to you on the Truth Channel, all the stuff they told you was good, we come from it. Right. It's not great. No. <laughs> no. It's been there our entire lives. Right. It's not great. It's not great. Mm. But, and, and I think that people could grow in being able to have those conversations yeah. in earnest just to be able to hear each other mm. out and say, hey, why do you think that, actually? What do you think? Yeah. So, so there's a difference, though. <clears throat> there's a difference, though, between the plurality of ideas in the, the marketplace of politics and mm-hmm. just being like, yeah, I'm okay with anybody. I mean, I'm okay with hanging out. I'll have a drink with a communist, yeah. right? Yeah, that's cool. Just don't try to push it on me, and I'm okay with it. You're paying for their drink, though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's true. Let's make it a seltzer <laughs> so they don't take it any further than that. Right. But, but that being said, um, I'm really not okay with plurality of, of opinion 
or doctrine when it comes to yeah. the church. No, no. Right. So I think 100%. that's where it, that's where the dividing line comes yeah. down, and that's why Donald Trump has been a gift in some senses because he's dialed up the heat mm. to see what's inside the pot of, mm-hmm. of the church. Um, the mm. Black Lives Matter stuff, you know, again, that's the wonderful sentence. I agree with that sentence. Right. Not the party. It's no longer a sentence yeah, anymore. Not, not the movement, not the party, not any of that. But mm-hmm. the sentence is, you know, just as good as many others. Uh, <laughs> I almost said they're both people, good people on both sides. But oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but yeah, that's the point, right? There is a dividing line in the church. And 100%. the question is, I was asked very, very eloquently by uh, Tom Askell, who was a pastor in... Um, Florida, mm-hmm. um, Southern Baptist pastor, through a movie they made called By What Standard. Have you guys, are you familiar with it at all? Mm-mm, no. There's a book. I think, is it available for free? Yeah, you can stream it online it's for on free. Their but it's on their website. You can stream mm-hmm. it for free. Basically, it chronicles the intrusion of critical race theory into the Southern Baptist Convention mm-hmm. and the efforts of many of Southern Baptist pastors to fight it. To, and yeah. it got it is in there right now. Like there is known as a useful tool. There was some thing they voted on. You can watch the documentary if you want all the details. Yeah. But his thing is like by what standard? Like truth by what standard? Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. by what standard? That's right. Are we measure what's our measuring rod? That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Is it this? That's exactly right. right. Is it this? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it this? Yeah. Trust your heart. Yeah. Come on, Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Sing us a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, need, they need to make a Jeremiah movie. That's what Disney needs. But, um, uh, <laughs> nah, I, saw, I, <laughs> I saw that look in Darren's eyes. Like he almost sang. I did. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, it's just it's, it's, it, it requires um, emboldened believers mm-hmm. standing firm, mm-hmm. always having a reason for the hope that's in them mm-hmm. with gentleness and respect, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, um, but not stopping. Um, not allowing the masses to dictate when you speak, how you speak, what you speak. Mm-hmm. Can I push back on that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I agree with you that gentleness, kindness, all the fruit of the spirit and the, the facets of love that are lifted, listed in First Corinthians mm-hmm. should be present in how we interact with each other in general and especially with the world, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go up to some pagan and like go, you brood of vipers and just yeah, right. tear him a new one, right? I'm not right. going to go Bible do that. Smacking. Yeah, right. although, I mean, as you know, amusing as that sounds... It's not a great way to win souls. Correct. However, uh, the, that you brood of vipers. I think that was John the Baptist, not Jesus. No, it was check, Jesus. Check, it's both of them. Yeah, Jesus mm-hmm. called, did call them vipers. But, yeah, you know, it's both John, of them. John said, who warned you to come from the coming destruction, I think, mm-hmm. um, was directed against the church. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to, be, to get over like nice guy syndrome of like, well, I have to say it in a loving way. And it's like sometimes oh, no. you need to just say like, this is a liar. Oh, no, that ain't what That's why I love Paul and Galatians. Yeah. Paul and Galatians starts off like, hey, salutations. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just better make a doctor's No, that's real. <laughs> that's that's a great clarification. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah. And I'm so, not saying you were saying that. No, no, I know no. you don't believe but that. But it, it has been infiltrated. Gentleness, respect, that has been infiltrated to mean... Uh, I guess words that we use today are like winsome, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. things like go that. Love on them? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. and that, I'm not that way. I'm not. I'm not that way. We if you guys have, I, I, yeah. Well, I we once upon a time we're gonna have an episode with uh, one of my former neighbors, um, but I've had conversations with him uh, many times, and 
you gotta smack people with the truth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the truth is offensive. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it, it certainly like, is. It, that's just the. Well, that's what brings me to the thing I was about to say, mm-hmm. like the dividing line. Mm-hmm. What the Christian, it's important for all of us to realize that the dividing line is never some doctrinal statement. It's Christ mm-hmm. himself. It's mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if there is division, one of us is moving away from him. Mm-hmm. One of us is standing with him. Mm-hmm. There's idolatry involved. And there's only one way for us to find out who's who. Right. Crack it open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's crack it open mm-hmm. and let's find out uh, what that is. Yeah. And, um, and, and not look at the world. I think that a lot of Christians have said, um, I'll read my Bible, but I'm also going to allow you know, th- th- that article or that blog mm-hmm. or whatever tool. statement was made it's a useful tool. Um, mm-hmm. to be you know, up there. You know, just like the ruler has the metric and the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can flip it over. We'll use both of them, you know, sometimes. Just, just. I didn't see a cubit on there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. And so yeah, it, it, that, that's something that's been, I think, I'm, I'm in step with what you said, Darren. Like, what I, when I noticed that in the way that the church as a whole has been so divided mm. over something so futile. Oh, yeah. It's like, my goodness. And nobody wants to talk about it. Like, especially, like, I want to talk about it. I know. My brain I, I can't handle I... <laughs> not talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I see you say this thing, and I see you in person. It's like, hey, <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> you said this thing. Right. You know what I mean? And well, we can't because it's, it's just this. Which it's weird. It's so, I mean, it's so frustrating. Because if anything, as Christians, we should want, we should want, want to be. Right? We should definitely yeah. be able like, to. We should want unity and yeah. unity in Christ, yeah. right? Like in the sense of, okay, we clearly have different mm-hmm. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Let's come together and talk about yeah. it. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing to lose. There's nothing like, to lose. nothing. Absolutely nothing. And, yeah, I can, I can relate to that frustration. You know what that feels like to me? And I've always hated this. Like just passiveness, passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Passive passiveness. Passive passiveness. It feels like I, I've always hated this in horror movies. In horror movies where people run away and go hide in this big house just waiting for them to be inevitably found. It's like, I can't stand that. There's a big field. Hey, I'm out here. One of us is going to die. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. I, I can't deal with this. You, you waiting, creeping around, like waiting for you to find so me. the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, what's right. wrong? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Goodness. I hope you have a gun because I do. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. It would be a whole other kind of horror. Yeah, right. yeah, no. yeah. There's, there's a market for remaking horror movies. There is. Like, you know, there's yeah. some good ones. Just like, uh, yeah, you know, take any of them, right? Yeah. And you just insert like. You know, Hugh Jackman and his Logan. And he's oh. just like, all of a sudden, sh- <laughs> like, which, who's the horror movie for? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who the bell tolls today? Bye, Freddy Krueger. Anyway, um, yeah, you're right. But it's, it, it needs to be said that I think that there's a responsibility on, and I'd like your opinion on this as a pastor and yours as a worship leader, right? Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. Um, because as lay people, we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. this up and not just to be like, okay, whatever, man, like mm-hmm. whatever yeah. you say, or like, we're not going to talk about it because yeah. it's awkward. But I think that we've got an epidemic in our country of soft, um, non-specific, scared leaders who aren't 100%. willing to go up to the pulpit and say, um, you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about politics as all this tax free tax stuff we're getting, yeah. but I'm going to talk about politics. And if you take my taxes away, that's fine. Cause I trust God. Mm. My tax, it's 503 C or whatever it is. 501 501 3 C. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
So that's a big deal, yeah. right? There's the separation of church and state exists in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like, okay, let's go talk about the Second Amendment rights because good luck finding that in the Bible. Yeah, right. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a good thing that I believe in and I'm a card-carrying member, mm-hmm. literally, but that doesn't mean... Um, I'm going to die on that field. Right. right. Yeah. No, exactly. The government, the government shows no. up and says, give me your guns. I say, okay, where do you want them? Yeah. Like, please don't. Okay, well, I can't really do much about I know. that. Yeah. Unless right. it's a foreign government, in which case a different response. Different but, response. But, but yeah. if they'd come and t- say, like, you, you know, you have to promote the sin of covetousness and partiality. What? Yeah, right. That's, no. that's demanding yeah. that we disobey God. That's right. Mm-hmm. You have to teach your children perversion yeah no right. i won't no. do that mm-hmm. and i'll die on that hill yeah that's right. exactly right and and that's where um pastors need to die on that hill yeah. too, not just us well i think that um man there's a lot mm-hmm. did you have something you were going to say because I, you, I you just walked it, it, it away up. yeah i know sorry I know. and so yeah. many thoughts came in my <laughs> yeah. brain at one point i'm just trying to filter through what i should say but you look like joe biden man yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I hold these truths to be self-evident. And, and you know the thing. You know the, the thing. thing. And, uh, Biden brain. And I got, sometimes I got hairs on my legs. And, oh, no, no, no. no, no, no like, that, you sometimes have hairs bad. on your legs. <laughs> That's bad. So, so, um, it's cringy. There's something that I've always felt um, since coming to Christ, um, and and I think that. It's, it's something that is shared by every believer. However, God calls shepherds over a flock of individuals um, to model this for the believers and also to protect them yeah. um, and guard them. And that's defending the gospel. Mm-hmm. Every believer defends mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. The shepherd. We are called to contend for That's truth. right. Mm-hmm. Jude, every believer Um, does this the shepherd models it but then also defends it on behalf of the flock Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and what you said david is true um i forget who it was calls them jellyfish christians um great but yes no no skeletal structure i mean just no bone no backbone Mm -hmm. and i think as a result of that as a result of conformity as a result of the redefining of definitions Mm -hmm. or words i'm sorry um, as a result of us being so willing to acquiesce to so much, we've seen the effects of it on the church, mm-hmm. where there are You're people gathered right. in your churches who actually aren't believers. No. Yeah, yeah. And then when you start actually speaking scriptures, they're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. right." That's not tickling my ears enough. Well, then your polity right. matters, right? Because if you're right. a congregationalist to get voted out and yeah. you have not a pastor. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because you, you, your wolves voted you out, yeah. you your sheep. It's like going back to that like false conversion, right? Then what is the leader, what is the pastor preaching, leading, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then if it's not Christ, then you have a congregation full of people that that's not where their foundation yeah. is. Yeah. Their foundation is on sand. Yeah. It's not on yeah. the rock. It's not 1% milk. It needs to be full cream, mm-hmm. right? Like keto style, you know, <laughs> butter involved. Like this is everything in here. No, that, that is, that's, that's good. I just hate <laughs> whole I milk. I hate, but um, <laughs> I don't really like milk. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I like almond no, milk. Yeah. milk. <laughs> I drank real milk the other day, like for our son and he, like, he's drinking it and I just like sipped it. I was like, what is this? Is it going bad? Like, no, it's just, just as gross as it always was. Um, but I asked that question about Josh Harris. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I'm looking at this stuff, mm-hmm. like he wrote a book at like 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sold 1.2 million copies. Wow. Um, and so 
there, there are a lot of things. I'll say, let me say the statement and go back to that. I always have paused. I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before. Um, I've definitely mentioned it in a sermon. Mm-hmm. I always have pause when a young guy tells me he has aspirations to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, because I've never heard anybody in their right mind aspire to what a pastor's called to. Mm. Yep. Like, I was dragged into this ministry. <laughs> you know, my aspirations involved comfort, money. Um, even, even when God rescued me from women being a part of those aspirations, it was still like one wife and, you know, comfortable. We can go on trips all the time, whenever we want, you know, we'll both have engineering salaries and we'll be good. Instant gramming everywhere you go. Instant gramming everything. Yeah. Um, and so I was dragged to it, but in that, in that dragging, um, the realization of what was being required of what will be required of me. Mm. is still is still constantly mm. growing mm. um and it's it's something that requires the pastor to cling mm-hmm. hold of jesus <laughs> because oh, yeah. any loosening of that grip you'll, you'll easily be moved away and say like no nah, 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 i'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. or no nah, i don't want to do that yeah. this will upset people or people will want to harm me or people but if you look and this is for every believer but certainly for the pastors but if you look at the um, prophets, you look at the apostles, that's your legacy. Yeah. Ooh. You can go back farther, right? right? So so I wanted to, if I can read this, this brief. Than yeah, the, than the apostles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, so like you said shepherd, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So so who is the shepherd in scripture? Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Who is the type, the, the, the previous shepherd that we talk about? I mean, there's a lot, but Moses. But who's the primary? Moses, right? Well, and mm-hmm. in between. I'm thinking of a different one. So thinking of a number between one and Mo- Moses and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. David, Joshua. David. Oh, David. Right? Okay. I'm thinking he's a shepherd, right? He's okay. like the, the, the oh, shepherd. I see. This is about you. Mm-hmm. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's how he reads the Bible. Are you done? <laughs> I get out of this. <laughs> I hope that made you very happy. Um, I really do, actually. The, so, so King David, right? Before mm-hmm. he's King David, he's like about to fight Goliath. This is First Samuel 17. I'm just going to read like three or four verses. Okay. And I think it illustrates the heart of a pastor in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to quote my favorite non-R.C. Sproul theologian right now, Sinclair Ferguson, who always goes, wherefore the therefore, right? Mm-hmm. You know, wherefore the therefore. It's like, what is the therefore the therefore, right? In his beautiful Scottish <laughs> accent. So listen for the word. David does this all the time. She's <laughs> he's like, drives her. Actually, you don't mind it as much as some of my I other things that I do. There, there are other things that I do that annoy her the heck out of her. Anyway, um, so uh, I gotta get one like line of a song in my head and I'll sing it like constantly until I can hear the song again. Anyway, um, so, so this is right before, like, right when everybody's trembling before Goliath and David's brought to Saul and he says, like, this kid can't, somebody tells him, like, this kid can't fight. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 34, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took the lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions, plural, and bears, plural, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has, for, the wherefore, the therefore, he has defied the armies of the living God. Mm-hmm. So that's the motivation. Mm-hmm. David isn't like, I want to go kill this guy. Yeah, right. He's right, not right. like I want to go fight. Like I'm, I'm just like a you know some guy, drunk navy guy in a bar who's right. just like got a chip on his Feeling shoulder. Feeling froggy. He's got PTSD right. from those bears. Yeah. Uh, although he probably did. He's like, you insulted God. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't care if I'm tiny. God's gonna use me to do that because I'm willing to, to do it. 
Yeah. And I think that's the heart of a pastor, right? And I'm not, you know, I would ask you, to, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that or anybody's got to think what they think about that. But that's the heart. It's like, I am bold and I go hard because of God's glory. I mean, the fact that the pastor is called a shepherd. Mm. Right. Um, I think I, I keep saying this. Vody Bakken gave this image um, like, I don't know how many years ago, but it always stuck with me. But he brought up the fact that like the different pictures of Jesus, you know, just over the years and mm. traditions, it's like so pristine hair flowing. It's like this, it's Tresume. Maybelline model, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, and meanwhile, he's the good shepherd. So mm-hmm. he's the shepherd of shepherds. Right. But then if you look at a shepherd back in the day, did they look like that? No, not only that, what were the duties of a shepherd? Like what you just mentioned, they had to fight off wolves, mm-hmm. bears. Mm-hmm. These are manly men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these are men, men. Grab them not, the only men not only are they men, men, but they're men who want to w- walk toward the danger right. Right. for the benefit of the flock, the flock mm-hmm. that the Ooh. danger would not come to them. But we don't yeah. teach that in our churches. Man. That's a strong And man. that's why everybody's getting, this is, this is really going every direction at once, <laughs> yeah. but I'm okay with that if you are. Yeah. That's why everybody's getting red-pilled, right? And going the, the, the alternative masculinity route in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not Christian always, right? Yeah, it's right. the Jordan Peterson. It's the, that's it's right. The, the, that's jo- right. the Jocko Willings. So all the, and, uh, the motivation. Ben guys. Shapiro's. Sure, yeah. 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 But, but there's like the guys that elevate, like Jocko, I don't know if you know Jocko. I know, Navy SEAL. SEAL. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome guy. He's all about discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get after it. It's all physical and mental. It's yeah. no spiritual. Same thing with Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. It's like, get your life in order, do all this stuff. All it's mental. all, ba- but it's, these are good principles, yeah. mm-hmm. but they're lacking spiritual that's right. maturity. That's right. So, but people are being drawn to it for a reason. And that's because the church mm-hmm. is catering to passive aggressive, more feminine. Femininity. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, fe- it's feminism. Feminism. Trans- feminism <laughs> is poison. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's penetrated the church. Yeah, it has. And you have these leaders that should be these strong men willing to protect the flock at all costs. Mm. And they're just rolling over. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's talk about it or let's see. And they're engaging yeah. with ideologies that should not be engaged with. That's right. Yeah. They should be trampled and they should be cast out. Cast they have out. nowhere, no place in the church. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think... How have you seen that in not necessarily calling out a specific church, mm-hmm. but in general with women's ministries or with, with you pick, you know, choose your own adventure. What do you mean by women's ministries? Well, how have you seen feminism present in any church experience you've been a part of? And we've been part of four mm-hmm. churches, so we're not going to, we're just going to shake them all off. That's a weighty question. I think primarily the independence of the women's ministries, like hmm. they're not really like under the general or like the pastor, the lead pastor, it's kind of like the women's ministries. Oh, they're doing their thing. I don't know what they're doing. We have some lady overseeing it. And it's like, well, you're already not under the authority of your leader. Mm. That, that pastor is not pastoring the whole flock because he Mm kind of let one lady go and do the, whatever she wants to do and call that ministry. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been a huge part of it. It's the having that lack of oversight. And if we're talking about a pastor, pastor who is, protecting his flock yeah. is seeing his flock is interacting with all of his flock. Mm-hmm. He's, he's aware of what's going on. And I think a lot of what's happening is pastors are just not aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're distracted by other things. Right. And I think that contributes to the kind of like, I want to say blissfully ignorant <laughs> in some ways. Like, I think 
the true role of a pastor is not being um, emphasized. Like I think certain aspects of it in our modern day evangelical church, like what you described that Vody described, I mean, there's a handful of, of pastors that I can say I have heard that from. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Like that, even with those standing up against right everything yeah, that's going yeah. going on, like John MacArthur. Yes. Yeah, so like, who who named who not named like, John I mean, MacArthur? Are you thinking about? Right, well, I guess to Tom be fair, Oswald. and I'm sure there are small. There are pockets, yeah. Yeah. yeah and we need to be lifting them right. in prayer. We do right. absolutely. Well, and there's a ton of small, non-famous that people that are doing faithful. this. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we're actually running out on time, but I did want to bring this up, bring this you, back to yeah, yeah. Um, what I was mentioning, because you just reminded me in saying that, that pastors are, um, they have their minds on so many other things rather than shepherding. Um, and, you know, the culture does that. I mean, this dude sold 1.2 million copies of his book at mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine sitting down and having dinner with a dude struggling with porn can be old very quickly. It can get old, mm-hmm. um, possibly. Um, the results need to come there. Like if he's still struggling, look, 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 this is what I told you to do. You need to get this. Um, but not only that, uh, what I've experienced personally, especially in the culture of church planting and just the pressure on pastors is that this is what a successful pastor looks like. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that that's what There's a successful pastor mm-hmm. looks like. There is like. an archetype of what you're supposed to be, and that's what you should be. Aspiring that's what you should be to. so aspire, aspiring yeah. to. And so, if your this followers your aren't there, like. if yeah. your mm-hmm. church isn't growing, yeah. if you aren't putting out content, right. if you know, then you have all these pressures. And so, mm-hmm. I wanted to maybe we'll have to do another episode. I did want to talk about some deconstruction a little bit, but mm-hmm. we won't be able to. But outside of that, which is even more heartbreaking, you got pastors out here killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Because of the weight um, that's being placed yeah. on them, and it, maybe they weren't called. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe their flock, instead of lifting them in prayer, is pushing them down mm-hmm. and stifling them. And um, and I think that the church should probably be having conversations about that in today's society. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally agree. <laughs> like we got to be mm-hmm. caring um, about one another and caring for one another in a bold and fiery way especially for our leaders like if anything we should be encouraged to be praying for them yeah, we don't yeah. have that strong yeah. leader we don't have that bold leader that we want yeah. pray, for, pray them. for them how can we be a blessing to them how that's can right. we serve them Amen. and that yeah. i mean we don't even have those conversations in the church anymore i feel like you know yeah so. yeah um so for one one last time for the people to um so that they can go and check you guys and stuff out and then also be in tune when this um, much yeah. anticipated podcast comes. We out. actually <laughs> recorded an episode. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give a couple of the titles. Give, of the a ones we're gonna, give a teaser. Yeah, I'll give a teaser, and then you get to promote it. How about that? Get the tagline. Um, <laughs> so the first episode we recorded was was actually about like BLM, George Floyd, all that stuff. That the audio was rough. But the next one we did, just kind of <laughs> off the cuff, was on purity culture. Okay. Talked about Josh Harris. Talked about prosperity <laughs> gospel. Talked about all this stuff, and we we did touch on that. It was probably like 40 minutes of us you know, goofing around a little bit, but also mm-hmm. sharing our experiences. And I got pretty deep down the rabbit hole of how that affected me down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I'll be publishing that sometime next week. It's not video. It's just audio right now. Yeah. We'll work video in eventually once we get our audio. And real quick, for those who aren't familiar, purity culture was this one drive throughout the church to like 
abstain from sex. Yeah, it's abstinence on steroids. Like, but and, it also um, has elements of prosperity gospel. One hundred percent. Where it's like, if you don't, yeah, do this mm, and that's right. soil yourself, yeah, then everything will be wonderful. Yeah, your marriage and your will marriage be great. Marriage is going to be mm-hmm. so good, mm-hmm. and basically, you're married to an angel, and you become one too, and yeah. it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And and then you know. There's idolatry in that, and yeah. there's objectification well, in that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the other side of the, the sword of a double-edged blade. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that we did that. And then our next episode, which I really hope we can get done before the event itself, we wanted to talk about Christians and Halloween. But I don't know if we're going to get that out in time. Okay. Yeah, the ethics of Halloween. I mean, you, you could still. Might, you know, it's possible. I guess children, it doesn't have to be before Halloween. If right. the children sleep, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so that, that was another topic. And then I think, you know, we've got other things after that. Interviews scheduled with uh, one particular mm-hmm. contact mm-hmm. of yours. To be scheduled. Mm-hmm. To be scheduled. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the Instagram information and everything else? Yeah, so our Instagram page is at Saints and Society. And mm-hmm. right now we are just posting, like, scripture, theology, Mm-hmm. Stuff about the Reformation, but I'll be posting more about the podcast once we are live. Okay. So we are getting. And you do have a specific thread geared towards women. Yep. Yeah. And training in good theology. Yeah. So yeah. that's the hashtag is women need good theology. Okay. And mm-hmm. you'll find just different theological topics and concepts that I've explained and I've gone through. And right now I'm working through the 99 essential doctrines that every Christian should know. Mm-hmm. And that's from the gospel project.com. Yeah. So I'm literally just taking what they're sharing and putting it putting in it a, up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. putting in a way that someone can, can yeah. see it and share it themselves. Yeah. I like the gospel project. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I project too. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, project, speaking my language. <laughs> But um, thank you guys. We're glad yeah, you guys yeah, were able. Yeah, and it was yeah. good this to see you. This was, I know. This was awesome. We haven't seen this you in a while. Really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I COVID, really enjoyed this. COVID exiles. <laughs> yeah, we we also didn't get a chance to get into the debate, but maybe we'll. You know, I don't know. Maybe Darren and I will have to do an episode on that because there are some do. interesting things. I would love to listen. To um, that. but yeah, guys, stay tuned for that. Thank you for tuning in to this mm-hmm. episode and yeah. um, indulging us in our conversation and down certain theological rabbit holes. But this has been Black and Blurred, where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things: our humble opinion. Or the facts. Holler at us.